never know where life is going to take you. Some people know exactly where they want to be and go for it full throttle. Others just stumble upon it organically, and then there are those who just follow their intuition. This is a podcast about reaching your personal best through resilience, motivation, and passion. This is Mark My Words. Well, hello and welcome to a new episode of Mark My Words. Today, I am talking to somebody who has been incredibly gracious and patient and we're in two completely different time zones and it is taking a lot of effort on both of our ends just to be here today on a Saturday doing two episodes of this podcast and the second one of the day just happens to be Hannah Maria Shanahan who is owner and creative director of Hannah Maria Shanahan, her fashion line, and I cannot wait to talk a little fashion and a little entrepreneurship with Hannah today. Hannah, welcome to Mark My Words. How are you doing today? Hi, Mark. I'm doing really well. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm so excited. It's my first podcast. Um, yeah, everything's great. The weather in London has finally um, cleared up and we had an amazing weather today, which is great because I think we had like eight months of rain. I'm not joking. It's been raining for a very long time here. <laughs> well, it looks like the rain has been passed on to us here on the East Coast in America because it rained yesterday. I barely got out to play a little golf and now today it's just raining consistently and I think it's gonna rain tomorrow so it looks like the rain has been passed on to us and yeah no here it's amazing (laughs) well we had our amazing days earlier in the week so I guess we're getting whatever you guys got so you told me that you were actually I don't know if you were playing in the football match or if you were just attending No, I, no, I was actually, I had a football match. Um, so we have a sport in Ireland, it's called Gaelic football. Um, it's a mixture between um, Australian football, volleyball and basketball. It's like a combination of like those uh, three sports. And there's some clubs in London. Um, there's about five or six clubs in London and we have tournaments. So I had a match today. And yeah, it was, I, I, I love football. I love getting out and like, you know, meeting people and great exercise. And it's just a community here in, in London, you know, for, for the Irish. So it's, it's so nice <laughs> to have it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. great to see people getting out and doing stuff again. So it's amazing. It's just like, it's, it's so nice. I think from, I think it's like the, club's history to have the most um you know new people join i think they're i think last year they had 30 players this year they have nearly 60 so they have like 25 between 25 and 30 new players wow and they're saying it's because of like you know covid because people just want to get out 
and you know just you know to you know join communities and like you know just get out and do some sports and for their mental health and physical health and everything because the past year and a half has been um absolutely um excruciating for us um i think in ireland has been worse than the uk and in, in ireland like currently they're still in lockdown um we're out of um lockdown since may 17th and ireland are coming out of i think in june 20th i think it's june 7th i think it's next week actually they're coming out of it but it's it's been a long it's been a long haul for everybody um too long it's been like just <laughs> not normal and you know because we're social beings so we like to you know go to the pub have a pint and to catch up with our friends and family and you know it's just wasn't normal you know it, it was very hard for a lot of people yeah i totally understand i mean yesterday was the first time that i've gone to a place called top golf in almost two years like a year and a half and yeah. just it felt so good just to be out a little bit and to be amongst people and to just yeah. be doing something I like to do like an outside activity which leads us to this inside yeah. indoor activity which is this podcast and I really appreciate you being on here today I know you got a pretty busy schedule here and today we're going to talk just a little bit about your career path and yeah. really excited to hear the story of how you transitioned into having your own fashion line. And I think that's a really interesting line of work to take on for yourself. And I really just, I think why I get started with just going back to maybe when you started in college. So you went to college for hotel management and yeah. I don't know if that is something that you had a passion for growing up or if that's just something that struck you as being interesting how did you decide to go to school for that yeah so absolutely so my aunt um Rose Shadahan my dad's sister so she bought um her first um pub at the age of 26 years old and from a very, very, very young age, since like I was, I think, about six or seven, we used to stay over in her house in Bandon in West Cork. And we would, you know, collect glasses, you know, brush the floor for her, like, you know, be in the kitchen, like, you know, doing dishes and, you know, seeing how she runs a business, like a bar. And, you know, you know, I can remember pulling my first pint when I was like eight years old, you know, just helping out. And like, you know, the customers loved loved us and we always talked to the customers and we will always see her with her customers and she was always she's amazing like a businesswoman and she bought like a nightclub and she was always in the hospitality aspect of the industry and I suppose she was like my first role model like my first person that I saw you know that I wanted to illuminate that I wanted to be like um, she was successful. She was young. Um, she was outgoing. She was great with clientele and customers. And that's exactly what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like her. And when you're young um, in, in West Cork, like you always, um, you know, for the summers or, you know, for the weekends, you get jobs in hotels and bars and, you know, clubs and stuff. So <clears throat> I, I got a job with her, like, you know, in her um, nightclub and I liked it. 
and I also worked in hotels when I was younger, um, our local hotels, like the Marine Hotel, the Rectory, and it was it was amazing, like it was great. Um, but then I so as a career path to choose hospitality, it was like a no brainer. Like I was like, okay, like this is what like I want to do. Um, I've worked in it since I was a kid. My aunt has been successful in it. I've seen like you know how much you know, passion she had and like it inspired me. But like um, when you're a teenager between 15 and 16, um, they don't tell you, like, you know, the schools don't tell you to choose a career path until like you're about 17. And then, okay, fine. So that's one year before you do the leaving search. Um, so they're like, okay, so choose the, you know, for the rest of your life, choose what you want to do. And there's, there's so much pressure and such a short period of time and you're so young, you're a kid, to choose what you want to do for the rest of your life. So what I knew from a young age was hospitality and that's what like I chose. I was like, okay, this is what I can do and this is all I knew. But to do it for my rest of your life, like my life, like that is something like I didn't actually think about like doing. And I come from like West Cork, like the country. I grew up on a farm. My dad's a farmer. My mom's in healthcare. Like she's a nurse. Like there was no creative people around me. Um, you know, when I was 11 years old, I started like collecting, you know, fashion magazines. And I started, you know, tearing out the covers and, and decorating my whole bedroom with the with like all the looks and the perfume. I used to collect perfume bottles and I used, I just loved fashion, but I didn't know that you could actually work in fashion for as like, you know, your full occupation. So at the age of 18, I left home. I went to study hotel management in Shannon in County Clare. And it's one of like the most prestigious um, colleges in the world for hosp hospitality. And I got in there, you had to do an interview and you had to get certain points to get in there. So I got accepted and my first year was in Shannon and in my second year I went to Germany and that's when I started doing interrailing around Europe. I started traveling a lot. I think I went to about 15 countries in one year, like interrailing on trains and like meeting different people and creatives and I met like artists and you know other fashion designers and we have conversations with them and I was like oh like how did you start? Like how did you begin your career? And after Germany, I came back to Ireland and I finished up my course. And my, actually, I did my last nine months, uh, my last year in America, in Georgia. And my director of FMB, I can remember having a conversation with him. He's like, Hannah, you're really good at what you do in, like, at work, but I can see that you're not happy. Um, it's like um, work shouldn't be... Like you shouldn't be at work and not be happy or like, you know, just force yourself there. It's like a heavy weight on me. It was like the heaviest weight of my life, like on me when I would go to work. I would, I knew what I was doing. I was good at what I was doing, but I did not like being there. So he said to me, he was more of my like, um, you know, a guidance, like a, a tutor. And he said to me, you know, take a year out. Like, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, I love fashion. He's like, why don't you do it? I was like, I don't know if I can, you know, have a job in the fashion industry. He's like, why not? And that was like the first conversation I ever had with, with anyone in my life. I'm saying that, yes, you know, you can actually work in the fashion industry. So he told me to take a year out 
and to get internships in the fashion industry. So I took a year out, I went to New York and I got an internship at Flying Solo in Broadway, New York. And it's basically one of the biggest independent stores in, I think actually America for independent designers. So when I first got my internship there, there was only 30 designers. And when I left in that year, there were 65 independent like uh, designers and what I learned from that year alone was like, my God, like I can actually do this. Um, so I went from New York straight back to Dublin and I did a, a course at Griffith College in DIT, Dublin Institute of Technology, to teach myself how to market a business. Okay, I have a plan. Now I need to know how to, you know, set up a business, how to market it and like what I should be doing. And I did two courses in Dublin for nine months. And then from there, I went straight to London. I did another, in, I did four or five more internships in the fashion industry. And I just started at the ground up. I kept learning and learning and learning, like how they do the prototypes, how they, you know, where they source the materials, how they market it, like, you know, the social media impact, how to, you know, I taught myself how to build a website, how to do SEO, search engine um, optimization. I just learned as much as I could for like literally five years straight, just learning and dirt learning and learning and learning. And I saved every single penny I had. And I think I was working about, oh, say 80 to 100 hours a week between internships and full-time jobs and cafes and working in bars and everything to pay my rent and to keep it going. And I work on my business plan on the side and I kept working and working and working. It wasn't even like, a, you know, four or five days a week. It was seven days. And I kept going and going and going. And until the pandemic happened, that's when for the first time in my life, I couldn't travel. I wasn't one space. Like I was in like, you know, one space. I, like, I couldn't, you know, I think I lived in about 18 houses in, in within five years. <laughs> so um, I had no choice but to stay in one spot. And that just gave me time and patience to set, like just the brand just took off from there. Like it was nearly done by the pandemic hit and I just launched it um, in January 2021, like literally about four months ago. Five months ago, yeah. Wow, that... I yeah. feel like I just went on that journey with you. That, <laughs> yeah. is, that is one little journey going yeah. all over the world like that. Yeah. So did you along the way have a mentor or mentors that really um, helped you yeah. along? Basically, no. Okay, if to answer your question, no. The only person that gave me advice was my F&B director because he saw how... Um, unhappy I was in the workplace like you know you, you can't when you when you're in the workplace you can't hide your unhappiness there like sometimes you just literally can't hide it he kind of saw my frustration he was the only person that gave me advice to go and pursue my passion that was it but he wasn't my mentor for the past like you know five six years I was my own mentor and I had to train my brain and my mentality and have that self-belief that yes, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Like I was my own mentor for the past like five, six years by myself. So do you feel that with all the traveling that you did, all the people you met, all the places you've been, has networking really factored in? Or it almost sounds to me like you just went all over the world 
sponged up as much as you could and yeah. build up your business. Absolutely. Networking, um, no, I never networked, to be honest. Um, do you know, when I was young, I think I was about 21, um, there was a family friend that we asked, um, well, basically when I was 21, um, for our last year of Shannon College Hotel Management, we had to get um, our own internships. And there was people in my year that they were getting internships you know, from their friends, you know, from their family uh, members, you know, they, they had connections and I had a connection to my family too. And, you know, I sent, I gave my CV to them and I never heard back from them ever again. And from that day on, I said to myself, you know, you, you got to do this by yourself. Like, you know, you can't, you can't sit and wait for someone to help you. Like you're the only person that can, that can make things happen at the end of the day. And I, to this day, like I have done everything myself. I went to New York with my suitcase, with no accommodation, no job, no internship. I was in an Airbnb um, in Brooklyn in, um, I think it's, um, is it Kirkland? It's like the last stop on the J train. It's literally um, way out past Williamsburg, past Myrtle Avenue. I was like by myself and I landed on like an Airbnb for one week. Um, in the first three days when I was in New York, I got my accommodation for the full year. And in, when I was, I think it was on my second week, I got my full-time job in Hurley's Bar on Broadway on 8th and in 8th Avenue. And I got my internship on the same week. So for my internship during the morning from 9 a.m., or I think it was like from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., I did my internship from 4 p.m. to about 12 at night. I worked in the the Irish bar and I did this maybe six seven days a week and I just sponged as as you said sponge as much information and bite like you know as as I could but to be honest I had no mentors I had no help I had no one and I did everything myself so is that like a common thing in the fashion industry when you're trying to start up on your own because that, I don't think so <laughs> yeah it, it says yeah a whole lot about you that yeah. you said, you know what, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go to all these places and learn what I need to do. And when the time is right, I'm going to just go do it. Um, I don't think this is, or I, 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 to be honest, I never heard of people doing it this way. They usually have help, you know, from family members, from friends, from connections, from work colleagues, from, you know, from partners you know that they do collaborations with um it's i don't think it's normal and i'm telling you right now it was probably extremely hard i i suffered from burnout more than one time in my life um you know my house in Countess in west park was more of a um a resting spot i I'd go into my room and my mom wouldn't see me for a week and i pack my bags and i leave again so it's like literally i just i, I stop in go to my bedroom stay there for a few days and then leave again um, it was, it was extremely difficult, but, you know, there was no one there for, you know, that could help me. And you know, I was the only one that could do things. And, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, that's just me as a person. I think I just go out and make things happen. I, I don't care what people think of me or, you know, like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you should not think about what people think of you. It just, just, you know, it, don't become an entrepreneur. If you care, if you really care what people think of you, you know, I came from, a tiny little village in West Cork and I just took off and I just went with it. I had my blinders on. 
I think there's like two types of racehorses. There's the ones with the bl with the blinkers at the side, and they can't look at the you know the people like the horse next like next to the right because if they look, they're gonna trip and fall. And then there's a second type of horse that they need to see the horse next to them to kind of motivate them to kind of run faster. I I'm the one with the blinkers. I put my blinkers on and I just went for it. Well, I've been doing this show for a little while now. And the one thing that I've learned is that there's all different kinds of ways to make your way as an individual entity. And some people just accidentally fall into whatever they're doing. Some people have a passion. Some people collaborate with others and network their way into it. And the, the advice that I always feel like I hear and have been given is to have a mentor, have somebody like you can't do X, Y, and Z if you yeah. don't have a mentor or you don't have people supporting you, which it's great to have support. And, you know, you never know how things are going to work out in life. But I think some of us, especially those who are entrepreneurs, they have like a different gear or a different mindset. And you're clearly showing that with your story where you're just, you just have this fire inside of you. That's like, you know what? This is my passion. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it. If I get help along the way or a mentor along the way, that's great because I know personally through my life, I, while I've met people that have influenced me and have impacted my life, I don't know if I can say this person or that person was a mentor who, you know, showed me the ropes, gave me the wisdom. And I feel like those stories aren't told enough. So I think there's a lot to be said for what you've done it's pretty amazing yeah like it's yeah um to be honest like i think um yeah it, it was extremely difficult I, I can remember you know coming home and i don't think my family knew exactly like what i was doing i had a plan i had my vision i had my agenda and i had my five-year goal to have a business by the time i was 28 29 and because i know after that age like it does get difficult to find the time and you know to take the financial risk because if you have a house or if you have a family or anything like there's like when in your 20s should be the time to make all of these crazy decisions and like crazy risks and I knew I had a time frame to achieve this and I just put my blinkers in I worked so hard I know like 80 to 100 hours a week and different countries and I just like you know wanted to learn and learn and learn more and more and started from the bottom started from the bottom of each company and just like see how they run it and like you know what I liked and what I didn't like and you know just kind of I applied everything to this to my company I you know I, I this is how I want to run it this is like my ethos this is what I want it to be like and it was really hard like not having any advice or any mentor or any support nothing and I don't think my family knew what I was doing, but I did. But it's really hard 
to have the ones you love to understand a vision that they can't see. They could not see my vision. I could, and you're the only one. And that's where it's really frustrating because you can't communicate your vision to them because they can't see it. I saw it, but they couldn't, you know? And sometimes it's hard to, especially with people closest to you, to say, hey, this is my vision, this is what I'm doing, because I think we're all so used to going to college, getting a job, going out, working a nine-to-five job, having a mortgage, and just that kind of routine, whereas there's some people that are just molded differently and meant to be their own entity and their own uh, vision. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I started to learn a few years ago when I left my corporate job of 10 years. They were going through restructuring and I decided to take their offer for a buyout and I left and I wound up not taking the path that I thought I was going to take, which was just get another managerial job in my field. I actually wound up just contracting in my field, which has been great. It's been an interesting experience, but it, you know, hasn't really been quite as fulfilling as what I was doing. So that's when I started digging into the entrepreneurial world, I started up a blog and it kind of like led to me making video content. People encouraged me to create a podcast and here I am. And it really doing all of that, just saying, you know what, I've always wanted to be a speaker and talk about my journey and my life and to write and just do all these things just for myself, not for X, Y, and Z corporation. And then to meet people like you, it really opened up my eyes. And that's been the whole core basis of why I'm doing this podcast is because I wanted to open up people's eyes to the fact that you don't have to work at a nine to five job. And some of us, whether we know it or not, And I feel like based on who I've talked to, they often don't find out until they're actually doing it that, hey, I'm not meant to have a boss or a CEO or whatever. I'm meant to be the boss. I'm meant to be the CEO and the vision. And I feel like a lot of people don't learn that until they go out into the world and do or have the kind of path that maybe I've had or you've had. And it's just amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't know um, how, how the scooting works in, in America, if it's the same, you know, um, concept as um, in Ireland, but growing up, you know, we had, so our um, subjects were, you know, geography, history, maths, English, Irish, art, but there's no subject on why we are here. Like, what is our significance? Why are we here? And, you know, it would just really help us 
to you know to navigate life much better if the schooling taught us we're here you know for a reason that we have a gift in us that can really help us navigate life better either you can you're you're amazing cook that you're really good with you know uh computers you're really good at music um you're gifted at you know uh construction you're gifted at you know something like there we each one of us has that spark has that gift that navigates us through life we're not taught that from a young age and we should be taught that that we have something in us that can carry us through life that does not feel like work you know and that is something unique to us that we can you know do every day to you know pay our bills like you know to for in, in the workforce and that's what happened you know i think what a lot of people they hit the wall it causes depression it causes anxiety you know it just it's really uh it's a heartbreak because i suffered from you know severe anxiety like through my 20s when i made that transition from the hospitality industry into the fashion i went down a labyrinth maze of i don't know what's going to happen but i had a vision and i stuck to it and it was not easy but like you know if we just were taught from a young age, you know, we have something in us that we can do anything we like we like, you know, from you know that kid kind of mentality. You're an adult and like you you like some you like to do you still like to do something, you know, when you're 40 or 50 years old. But why didn't you pursue it as a job? You know, right. if I if I was still to this day in the hospitality industry and I still loved fashion, you know, I my mentality, the way that I'm you know programmed from a young age is like no this is what you do. Like, this is what you studied. This is what you graduated. This is what you should do. You know, like we have, you know, so much that we can do, like, you know, as like, I know our species and like, we shouldn't be boxed in. We shouldn't be, you know, like just compressed or changed to one thing. Like we're like, imagine at 15, 16 years old. Okay. Choose what you want to do for the rest of your life. You don't know yourself at 15 or 16. You, you have not seen the world. You have not seen life. You've seen nothing. Like, how do you know what your gift is? You know, like some people are lucky. Like some kids are like, you know, some young people like at that age, they know exactly what they want. But for a lot of people, they don't know what they want to do. Well, listening to you talk about all of that, about all these different career paths and gifts that we may or may not have to be a little more, I guess, for lack of a better word, to excel at a particular area. I do think, at least in this country, in the U.S., so you gave me a flashback to being in, like, middle school and high school where they would have, I don't know, wood shop, they would have home economics, they would have, you know, music class, art, et cetera, et cetera. And I... It kind of made me realize that, okay, an attempt is made to show people, like, okay, I don't have a gift in math, but I'm really good with languages. Or, you know, wow, I'm really good with my hands. I could, you know, be a woodworker or something. So I think an attempt, whether they know it, our education system knows it or not, I think an attempt is made to at least somewhat uh, put that into our minds. But I think conversations like this, like just 
teachers stepping up and saying, hey, you know, so-and-so, you're really good. Like, this, these projects you're doing in our woodworking class are really good. You should think about learning more about woodworking and craftsmanship. And, I mean, maybe it was just because I wasn't really that good at woodworking. I don't know. But, no, I don't ever remember teachers where I'm from ever having conversations just, like that. Because yeah. I was always, like, really good with languages and spelling and I actually did one paper in my English class on Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. They played in the NBA back in the 80s. And I I will admit I did watch a lot of like, you know, home videos they had on their careers and stuff. But I wrote a paper on them and the feedback I got was, well, it sounds like you uh, plagiarized this. And I had to talk to the teacher and say, no, 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 this came, like, from my head. Like, I wrote this. So instead of this teacher, they had an opportunity to be like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about majoring in literature, English, or whatever? And to me, just based on what you just said, that could have been an opportunity for somebody to make that kind of impact. So maybe it's not necessarily the system that's broken in our educational systems. Maybe it's the actual, like, okay, the training of how we teach and how we, you know, I guess, for lack of a better word, mentor younger minds to just think about these things and to get excited about wow this teacher thinks the world of how I write and they think I have like real potential and for me that would have made a huge difference instead I was like well what a bitch and basically was just like I know I'm a good writer and that was the end of it but the, the whole idea of writing was always in my mind. I knew I was good, but maybe I needed a little bit of an extra push. And I think that's something that maybe we're not getting. There should be one class dedicated to find, like, literally, like, just, like, you know, literally just sitting in silence and, you know, just closing your eyes and envisioning what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like, just one class dedicated to your passions and, like, just teaching kids about like the stresses of like life because like we don't talk about mental health in schools okay so at all it's zero it's not there we're not we I, I didn't know what depression was or anxiety or schizophrenia until I was like I don't know in my early 20s nearly I was like I didn't know everyone has this every single living breathing human being has mental health mental health is what like anxiety depression you know schizophrenia like bipolar there's so much aspects to it we're not taught about that like the stresses in like you know in in life we're not taught about like you know how to find your you know your, your passion your gifts and everything like if we were just taught about like just one class a week to you know figure out okay guys you know uh, you know just to teach us about like the mental health stress anxiety of depression like, just that class and about like you know just finding like what you're good at like close your eyes 
what do you envision yourself being? And I, like then, you know, we have our answers. How are you going to do it? And like I, just that simple, just, it's very simple, but we're not taught this. I totally agree. I really think to your point that there should be some kind of class for students to take part in, whether it's, I don't know, maybe middle school, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that age group is too young, but definitely by the time you get to high school where things become a little more real, just, hey, you know, you're getting closer to the real world and you should learn about the real stressors of life and what you could face not only in the real world, but just as a person, you know, have you ever thought about yourself and how you handle situations and your emotions? And I think that would have made a big difference for me because I know as I've gotten older, I've learned a lot about myself and I don't know if I can sit here and say I have anxiety or depression or anything like that. I've never been diagnosed really with anything like that, but I do know that when the going gets tough, I I need to step back. I need time to recharge my mind and to, you know, just refresh the batteries before I get back out there. And I feel like we need to learn more things like that about ourselves and just to be able to cope better with life because life can be great, but life can also be very hard. And I don't think we take enough time as we grow as people to learn about ourselves and what triggers us and how we can correct that or minimize it or whatever the case is. So I I think these are all such fantastic points we're making. No, absolutely. Um like that that like that should be compulsory in definitely in secondary school and high school is just a class about like, you know, just dealing with like, you know, the the stresses of life. Because life like, you know, is difficult. It's not easy. It is difficult, period. You know, like no one has it easy. There's always, you know, some conflict that you have with yourself or with someone. And, you know, we just need like a class that's like, you know, this is like, a, you know, what mental health is. And don't, you know, you're not insane. You're not crazy. Every single living, breathing human being has it. You know, our brains are so complex. There's so much information and billions and billions of cells in our brains and, you know, we're, we're, we have, we're, in, we're intaking in so much information and energy and emotions. And, you know, we have mortgages, we have, you know, like we have jobs, we have, you know, there's so much going on um, in one day. And like, sometimes you, you kind of step back, it's like, oh, is this normal? Like, should I be feeling this way? Yes, it is completely normal. Like you should be feeling that type of way. It's like, it's your emotions. Like every single human being has it, but we'd never speak about it. No one ever speaks about mental health. It's like this kind of taboo and it shouldn't be a taboo. It should be normal. And, you know, it's, it's not healthy for us, like for human beings to kind of compress all of these emotions and 
and things and like it's just it's yeah it's it's unhealthy and my I think one of the best concepts that I take from life is from the Japanese there is this um, island off of Japan and they have the longest living human beings in the world living in it so they lived 127 years averaging and they follow um this chart it's called ikigai which is the i-k-i-g-i and basically it's about um their most important task that they have in their life is finding their passion and once they find their passion you know they're in flow there's a flow to life like they're in tranquil it's like a flow and they have balance between the community you know social and you know uh being at home and being in the workplace like it's a complete balance and i don't know about you mark but with me i'm always off balance i work more than i am at home and it's really unhealthy and sometimes you know it does kind of take its toll and we should all be following their concept of like you know finding your passion in life and having a complete healthy balance with that I try to create as much balance as I can. Yeah. I, mean, I wake up super early. I have a long commute. Me too, yeah. And I, I'm doing this podcast. I'm married. I mean, I've got a pretty full plate of things and responsibility. And when all is said and done, I know one piece of advice that has been given to me through... I had like a nine-week uh, therapy coaching session that I did at the end of 2020, end of 2021. And one of the most valuable pieces of advice was that you should make time every day for just to do something for you, whether it's, you know, for me, I guess it would be playing a video game or whatever. I mean, doing something like this podcast is definitely for me, but I think it's also, there's a lot of other layers to it. I'm hoping that it's for other people too, especially my guests. And I think every day you need to take that time just to do something that is solely you and has nothing to do with anybody else. And I've tried to practice that. And that is how I have tried to find balance in my life yeah yeah for me it was like um just joining the Gaelic football here in London um like I would literally wake up I used to wake up at 5 a.m now I'm 6 a.m but once I get up at 6 a.m it's like in my brain it's like work it's like just work and from 6 a.m to like literally 10 p.m until I sleep I'm working because I'm like I have a full-time job plus my business on the side. So before I go to my full-time job, I'm working. When I leave my full-time job, I'm working. And joining like the football club just helped me kind of like just clear my head in the evenings and like just gave me an outlook. And like just that one hour in the football pitch, I am not thinking about work or anything. And I think we, everyone needs a hobby or an interest or something to kind of like just take their mind away from work or like, distress you know to de-stress well speaking i know we uh don't have like all the time in the world i don't want to run out of time and not talk a little bit about the thing you've worked so hard to build which is your fashion line 
I have read your, uh, I guess, your bio, your about section. And from what you say, your line is really rooted in your Irish roots. Absolutely. I was wondering if you could just kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, actually, it was actually quite funny. So when when I left, when um, when I left, you know, my my home at eighteen years old, um, I to be honest, I I kind of think I did lose a little bit of a sense of who I am, and for the last like say ten years, it's just um, I, I've been kind of um, just figuring out like myself and like you know me as a person and it, the one thing that really st- like stands to me to this day is being how proud I am for where I come from and having roots like you know it doesn't matter if you're from Spain and you're living in London or from Italy you're living in London or from Greece you're living in London everyone is like you know they ha- everyone has roots of where, where they come from and like I work from with, with, a, with, a, with a Greek lady and she's always you know talking about Greece and like her culture and the climate and every chance she has she's always going home and like I always like ask her you know like or, like what's home to you and she just says like you she just like it's like recharging the batteries and you know being with family and you know it's just you know memories and everything and through the years I appreciated coming home more and you know finding my my feet and my roots and like you know just where I came from and being really proud of that and I think it's so important that each of us know where we we've come from because if we don't know where we come from how do we know where we're going and for me for like the last like few years it's been really like it was quite hard for me you know I kept you know going through walls and like you know just I didn't know so much about myself and like just the last 10 years it was just accumulation of you know people asking me oh, where I come from Ireland oh we love Ireland I'm like oh really <laughs> you know and just knowing where you come from and being proud of it and like it just helps and like you know sense of who you are your heritage your DNA your blood and like your characteristics and it just that really transient like trans like issues into my brand you know it's so important to know where you come from it's like the foundation of who you are so you also talk a lot about sustainability. Yes. Where does that come into play for you? Oh my God. I think it's uh, watching documentaries upon documentaries and being absolutely terrified. Like I'm terrified. I'm not going to lie. I'm, it's really scary. It's something that you, you just can't ignore. You're seeing like the effects of like, you know, deforestation, palm oil and in the Amazon and like just, acres upon thousands of acres being you know like of trees being chopped down to make room for palm oil industry you're seeing the effects of like you know melting ice how like you know the hurricanes there's more hurricanes earthquakes like the world is just like bit by bit like it's getting angry like mother nature is so angry and she's fighting back and she's giving us more tornadoes more like you know like just crazy weather and you know Pounds are being flooded more and more and more and the sea levels rising and it's really scary. And, you know, David Attenborough is scared the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, you know, our planet watching that and it's terrifying. I'm 
scared. Like I, you just don't know. And I think there's like a huge block in Newton Times Square that they're like ticking down. This is how much time we have left until we have air, you know, airplay or like damages that we can't go back on to fix. You know, it's scary and it's in your face every day on social media you're scrolling through your instagram and there's like pictures of like birds covered in oil oil spills in the sea it's just it's in your face every single day and you just don't know what's gonna like what's happening yeah and i do want to know that there is a new david Attenborough special on i think on netflix that i've really been wanting to watch have you watched it yet I watched everything that he's done and I think he's um, a very rare human being and he's a light among, you know, like among uh, this darkness and, you know, we should all just listen to what he has to say. It's like he's speaking facts and it's really, it is scary, obviously, like, you know, I think people are just scared to listen to what he has to say because it's not a comfortable conversation. It's not a pleasant conversation and it's scary. You know, he's given us facts like we have this much time to fix this and this and this and this and people don't want to hear it because it's like, it's like, it's scary. Like you don't know what's going to happen in 10 years time or 20 years time or 30 years time. And, you know, there's not been much done by the politicians either about each country. Like, and I don't know, it's just, how can I do my part in this world? It's just being sustainable. No plastic, you know, there's no chemicals. Everything's organic. Like it's, I use recycled packaging for my, for my, like my, my packaging. It's like, everything's recycled and like, what can I do for, for me, like for my bit in this world? And that's all I can do is just be, have a sustainable, sustainable brand, you know? Well, speaking of your brand, yeah. and yourself you have traveled this amazing journey to where you're to the point where you have your own brand you're working for yourself what's next for you especially as we're I think we're turning the corner on the pandemic I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I have I could bake that in my mind every day but maybe yeah. putting that aside what's next for you as far as yeah. building up your brand? Um, I think it's just about being consistent. I want to have, just have consistency with um, like new images, keep like, keep like, you know, just keep it fresh, uh, working with like, different photographers, um, networking, like, you know, with like, using different models, like having like a wide range of demographic in my brand, like my brand, it needs to be inclusive. I will need to have, 40 shades of skin color on my brand and it's just been open and, you know, uh, room for growth. And I, I want to meet as many photographers, stylists, other fashion designers and having conversations with them. And in like five, six years time, I want it to be a big brand, like a, a house name. And I want more looks. I want to, like, I have about two and a half thousand sketches done of like what I want to do and it's just building it up bit by bit like you know taking my time and being patient and consistent um but I would love to be a household name in five years time like that's my dream but for me now it's just about networking and working and being consistent being patient and meeting people like yourself and talking about it and you know just doing as much as I can and getting as much press as I can and magazines and 
interviews, doing Q and A's and meeting different like, you know, artists in, in, in the industry and being optimistic and. Well, going I, <laughs> I have no doubt that with the passion and work ethic that you have, that you will find exactly what you're looking for and get where you want to go. I mean, your story is truly inspiring and this is why I do what I do because it really is, it, it gets me pumped up. Like, I'm going to be super pumped up. I've done two episodes of this show today and I may not sleep tonight just based on how much all of you inspire and motivate me. And I guess to wrap things up here, while you talk a little bit about how people can follow you, how they can work with you, and how they can learn more about you. Yeah, so uh, I have a website. It's uh, hannahmariahshanahan.com. So it's H-A-N-N-A-H, Mariah, M-A-R-I-A, Shanahan, S-H-A-N-A-H-A-N.com. Um, on my website, you can read about like um, myself and the brand. There's a shop there and it has all my social links. So I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram with the same name, Hannah Mariah Shanahan, uh, Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter. All right. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> Hannah, this was an amazing conversation. I loved getting into just some of the educational stuff that we got into. That was an unexpected treat of this conversation. And your journey is just really interesting and really inspiring. I wish we had another hour to talk. (laughs) No worries. Just to not hold up everybody's life and do a three-hour episode. Oh, God. I don't think anyone would appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're going to drop the mic on this episode here. Hannah, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on Mark My Words. It was no worries. Thank you, you, Mark, for having me. It's been a pleasure and I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Anytime. And uh, I look forward to seeing how your business grows. I think, again, with the fire and passion and motivation that you have, sky's the limit so i <laughs> wish you. you all the best so thank you same to you i wish you all the best too mark <laughs> i i appreciate that i need all the well wishes that i can get much like all the rest of us I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely so absolutely. this this was hannah maria shanahan she has her own fashion line and she is great and i am mark schmidt This is Mark My Words, and I'll be back soon with a new episode. Thank you, everybody. Bye for now.